The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast, episode 166. My name is Craig Goldberg, and I have what is known as post-con depression. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to speak for the group, but I have a feeling that this form of depression is not something that only I am feeling. No. Because we are back from Dragon Con, and I feel a level of sadness in my heart, in my stomach. And in my mind, and that's okay because it happens every single year. I'm already planning next year's costumes. Yeah. I'm already, uh, you know, going through the highs and lows of the weekend. And more than anything, I'm trying to stop myself from jumping off a high building. Mm. So, <laughs> Abigail Gardner. Yes. My name is Abigail Gardner, and I have post John depression. Post John depression. <laughs> We're gonna get into that. Okay. How uh, how are you doing? I'm great. I mean, I've been better. Like when I was at Dragon Con, I was better. But yeah, we're back to normal life. Uh, we did our traditional um, oven pizza and ice cream meal on Monday night here at the house. Is it so, traditional at this? Point? Yeah, it's just like we yeah we it's, have to have something comforting. Yeah, it's like I'm so sad. You know what I did the day after Dragon Con? I bought a toy. <laughs> I bought a toy. I ate a whole pizza and a whole thing of ice cream, <laughs> thinking these things would make me feel better. And we watched Adam's Family Values, which was great. We did. Uh, Jake, how are you, man? Uh, I'm tired. Yeah. <sighs> Just tired. I haven't caught up on any kind of sleep. I, I think I'm going to have to start taking the day after Dragon Con off of work because I got home Monday night at like nine o'clock it's like a th- it's a three hour drive for me so i got home and then i was like kind of used to staying up late so i wasn't able to like go right to sleep i was up for a while i went to bed and then i got up tuesday and did a five hour tattoo which was awful it wasn't just like a regular tattoo it was a face tattoo. <laughs> it was like a it was a high it was a high stress uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. high stakes. It's on someone I see every day. Yes. It's on his face. It took five hours. It was not the best day after, uh, uh, you know, a five day convention yeah. to, to have. But I, applaud I haven't caught it. up. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. I'm getting tattooed tomorrow. I'm going to possibly just sleep through the whole thing. Wow, man. I'll tell you what. It is weird. You can't really explain Dragon Con to anybody who's never been there. It's different. It's like I was comparing it to like the Wizard of Oz because imagine being in a public place, a hotel where you normally when you normally go to a hotel, what do you do? You go, you check in, you go to your room, you sleep, you leave, you come back. Imagine sitting on the floor 
of a public hotel till four in the morning with all of your best friends surrounded by thousands of costumed characters Mm -hmm. and just having the time of your life. And then you wake up the next day and it's all gone. It yeah. feels, it, it literally feels like. It goes like, for four days straight. I've called it a submarine time machine before. Like you just, you submerge and are just kind of in it and it's not normal life. You're out for late hours. You're around people that you never see. So you just push and push and go. And there's no rules. Yeah. There's literally it, like, you can walk around the streets of Atlanta, like drinking and like, and like yelling and screaming. Mm-hmm. And there's just DJs set up everywhere playing. I've never seen the purge, but I feel like that's. Kind of what it's like. Dragon Con's like the positive purge. The, wait, the other thing about Dragon Con that I think is weird, and this is for us, it would not be the same for people traveling in. But when we're at Dragon Con and we're at those hotels and there's all those people, it doesn't seem like we're so close to home. Like it seems like you're very far away. Everything seems like I know we 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 go to some other cons in the same area. You guys live pretty close to, to those places. But when you're at Dragon Con, it seems like we're, to me, it seems like I'm in California or, or, or in New York See, or something. It's, it's and then like, when it, it immediately is like, it adds to it that we're in Dragon Con and then it takes 10 minutes and we're back at your house. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, Okay. It's weird. Like, it's like a I, mirage that vanishes. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't like, yeah, it doesn't feel like we're close to home, but it kind of doesn't feel like you're in reality mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you literally have people that you see once a year mm-hmm. from, and this is our case. Like everybody's Dragon Con experience is different. I'm sure you change your outfit a minimum of 15 <laughs> times during the yeah. weekend, maybe more. Like, also like, uh, I was talking to Abby today, like getting back and forth to your hotel room is kind of like getting anywhere in Southern California it's 45 minutes, no matter what. Like, <laughs> no matter where you are. Like, yeah. No matter what, you could be in the lobby of your hotel and you're waiting for that elevator. Yeah, a, a couple points, like the flow of human traffic, that doesn't sound good. But you know what I mean? The flow of people through the hallways <laughs> that you and I were in, Craig, they, we were just redirected and I think they shut down. Oh yeah, they shut down the Marriott. One of the guests. So um, yeah, there can, there's a lot of what ifs and variables but it was great it was a great time i kind of want to talk about some of uh some detail about some of the stuff we did uh but overall i I would say it was a great dragon con i always get sad when it's over i always feel like i didn't do enough or see enough um but that's just par for the course like that's just that is dragon con like yeah there's just too much going on like first off um we missed the parade this year this is the first time in years and years that we did not do the parade uh we did not dress in our ghostbusters gear once this weekend Mm. i would have not predicted that no that means that halloween i'm doing raymond satanzi for the neighbors that (laughs) that was my uh that was my biggest bummer of the weekend like right not like i know we we had a okay, so let's let's talk about this because we haven't publicly. Like we when we maybe two weeks ago, we had a conversation, the three of us, about um I think I called you guys and I was like, Hey, I think we need to have a conversation about missing the parade because we knew our panel, uh our our yes have some panel was at one o'clock. We know the parade ends around eleven to twelve, and it seemed like there would be no possible way for us to get from the from the ending of the parade, like the parade ends and it's it's a giant ball of traffic. And it usually takes you so long to get to the end of the parade 
to your hotel because everybody who was in the parade is doing the same thing you are. You're covered in sweat. You at this point you've been outside since I don't know eight o'clock right. to, hours to, to eleven or twelve in a Ghostbuster outfit with the proton pack, and we figured there's no possible way we're going to get from the ending of the parade, which I think is in front of the Marriott, to our hotel. All three of us have time to get showered, uh, you know, fresh, clean, and then back to where our panel was. And we were like, I think we should have to miss this parade. And right. it would have been cutting it, was, it close for yeah. sure. A best case scenario, cutting it close. Worst case scenario, yeah. we miss our panel, yeah, which mm-hmm. would have been real bad. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the risk of us missing it is one of the reasons we decided not to, yeah. to opt out. And yeah, I mean, if we're going to be real, which I think we should, I definitely, I totally missed out. Um, and I have, I would put that on the number one regret I have from this year of Dragon Con. It's not going to the parade because that's where all the action happens. It's where the Ghostbusters community, that's where we mingle with people and see things you know, that funny. are talked about like at lunch the next day. And I always like going through all the parade pictures mm-hmm. and after the parade from the Ghostbusters groups, I didn't really see a lot. And then I realized it's because the three of us are the ones always taking all of the pictures. But it's so, also like one of the but, but like uh, piggybacking on what you just said, one of the best things about, you know, after Dragon Con is like going and looking on Google and Flickr and finding pictures of yourself in the parade. And we're like, oh, we can't do that. We weren't there. It. And also another thing that I didn't really think about that was a side effect of us missing the parade is the three of us are on the PKE surge planning staff. And, 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 and when we get to the dinner, we are a part of the the group of people who votes on who wins all the awards. Right. But a lot of, a lot of the, you know, process of who's going to win what it goes down at the parade and we weren't there. So it was almost like, it was almost like we had to also sit out of, part of the award process because we missed the parade and that's it that was a bummer like this 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 episode was supposed to help my depression yeah Yeah. uh hey (laughs) guess what i'm actually mostly bummed about uh in the parade this year i'm gonna go ahead and say it the greatest dragon con costumes and greatest dragon group of all time there uh we missed it yeah it's salt in the wound a little salt in the Mm -hmm. wound but i gotta plug these guys um there was a group that did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour on a mobile stage doing the songs in costume. And we saw the pictures and video. And my first thought was, man, those costumes are really good. Yeah. Like it's hard to do Ninja Turtles costumes. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things. It's just a hard aesthetic to replicate. It either looks kind of like store-bought or kind of, droopy or mm-hmm. it's just it's just not an easy the texture to yeah. have the turtle skin like so jake yeah. when you saw so we saw the video when you first saw these costumes what like what was your first thought <clears throat> my first thought was that they looked spot on to me those those um those turtle masks are pretty distinctive and because they're kind of like, crazy oh, looking in like a really good they're way. weird yeah they're weird looking and they're creepy but they're very distinct like you can tell which, you know, when you're looking at like Ninja Turtles 1 versus Ninja Turtles 2, we can we can kind of tell which are which. But I think some people wouldn't um, some people wouldn't be able to tell like which was specifically part one, part two, part three is a little different. But uh-huh. these are like these are very specifically the coming out of the shells. And when I saw it, 
um, I was like, that looks spot on. I was like, that looks exactly like what it is supposed to look like. Like so much that it's like these, I was just like, these guys did a great job on these costumes. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, how did they do that? So unfortunately, um, basically what they did was they programmed an entire, um, show for the parade so basically they had all the songs and the dialogue on laptops and they kind of mimicked along to it basically they did what they did in the original Mm -hmm. concert tour um Mm -hmm. they had all of their equipment in a van and their van was broken into uh in atlanta and they lost all their equipment i was really bummed to hear about that um because anytime that happens to somebody it's a total bummer. So uh, they're doing a GoFundMe to try to raise some money to recoup. I posted it on Yes Have Some, but it kind of got my interest peaked. I was like, I want to message them and reach out and just say, hey, I'm really sorry that happened. Your costumes were really impressive. Reached out to the guy, was talking to him to today. Mm-hmm. Um, guess what? What? Those are the costumes. <laughs> They're the real original costumes. They're the, They're the real original costumes. costumes from the Coming Out of Their Shells tour. And now that I know that, it makes so much sense um, because they're too distinctive. So I won't go into the whole story because I was just talking to before we recorded, but basically um, I guess two of the costumes and the heads belong to a private collection uh, that he, this guy owned them uh, since like 2010. Mm-hmm. And apparently sometime in the last two years, this guy's dream was to put the whole, get the band back together. Yeah. And uh, a storage unit in Orlando had everything from the original tour and they bought it. So they got everything. Wow. Uh, yeah. they've, re- they've had to restore some stuff and, and piece some stuff together. And uh, he was kind of joking and saying like some of it, um, he was kind of saying as the tour progressed, some of the quality got uh, not as good. He goes, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff from the actual tour looks like day one cosplay level yeah. stuff. Um, but all in all, the costumes are amazing, and we—I was bummed to miss them. So that's hope- one of the things that's so charming about the coming out of their shells tour. It's one of our most cherished things. It's one costume that I know uh, the three of us have talked about trying to do ourselves. So seeing this and seeing that it was out on the um, parade for Dragon Con, I am so bummed <clears> that we weren't there. But we're gonna do it. We're, we're gonna we'll, see them again. At yeah, some we point. will. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. We'll make it happen. And I'm bummed that they had their stuff stolen yeah, too. That's that, a bummer. That's a bummer. So check out that GoFundMe if you can, and, and give a few bucks because uh, <clears throat> those guys do a lot of charity work. And uh, I mean, to see the coming out of their shells tour uh, in 2019 to see mm-hmm. those turtles, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let's not focus on the stuff we didn't love. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's focus on the good stuff here. So Dragon Con kicked off Friday. Uh, no, it didn't, actually. I almost just forgot. <laughs> it kicked off Wednesday. You forgot about an entire day. Uh, Thursday night, uh, Jake and I had been planning. They do this live band karaoke uh, where they, they get a... It's exactly what it sounds like. There's a band and you sing with the band. And uh, they do it at Dragon Con, uh, I guess, every year. I don't know. The first We saw it last year and we, we didn't sign up in time because the, they only fill about 25 spots yeah. and they go quickly. So we talked about it and I'm, I want to congratulate Jake and myself and Abigail. Yeah. How many times in our life do we talk about doing something for a long time and just don't do it? 
We've talked about doing the Every coming out day. of the shells tour costumes for a long time. Every and yeah. day. And it's usually a combination of apathy and laziness and anxiety that prevents us from doing the things we've been. It's yes. mainly anxiety. Yeah. It's mainly Distractions. Anxiety. Yeah. But we committed. We got in line early. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thursday mm-hmm. night at Dragon. We, mm-hmm. we signed up. Jake and I were the last two spots, which means before we took the stage, we had to watch 23 <laughs> other people do full songs. <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, and some of them very bad. Yeah. Some really good, some not so good. Mm-hmm. Jake, what uh, what song did you pick? Um, I picked You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Yes, what did, did you pick? I picked uh, Welcome to the Jungle by Alanis yes. Morissette. Mm. No, by... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Guns and Roses, and um, I, I, don't... I chose to sit on the floor and film you guys and take my high heels off. Abby, you were in full costume. Yeah, I was in full nine to five wear. I was uh, Jane Fonda's character, Judy. Did that with my friends Catherine and Julia, um, and we were in the crowd for y'all's performance. And it <coughs> is although we have like video footage of it being there and actually being in the crowd. There was like a ripple wave effect of people, both Jake when you took the stage and Craig when you took the stage, of like, hey, these guys are good. Like, you were the closers legitimately. We closed out the show. Yeah. Uh, Jake, you went up there first. What was your, uh, like, just, we haven't really talked about it. I watched you and I've watched your video, but I need to know what your experience on stage was. I was, I was weirdly, so... I was very nervous about it for some reason, and I'm not really sure why, because I, I was in a band for a very long time. Um, I really love that song, and I know it, and I know that I know the song. So I'm not – maybe it's because I haven't done anything like – I've never done karaoke before in my life, but I have I, – I was in a band for years. So I, I've done that, but it's been a long time. Um, also, I instantly got um, – I instantly got nervous because as soon as I started singing, I realized you can't really hear yourself at all up there. And I was like, oh, I can't I can't find I was like feeling like I was having a difficult time finding the key or like I was like, I can't hear. I was I just there's no I can't hear myself at all. I almost thought the I almost thought the microphone wasn't working when I started immediately. But I I, I figured it out and I, I caught up with it. But uh it was great. You know. almost it was had just, a Janice situation. Yeah. They almost thought you a didn't what? know Alanis. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently this band plays all the time oh, in Atlanta. I knew it. <laughs> it was uh, a microphone situation. But but uh, this band plays all the time and normally they don't let guys do girl songs because uh, just because they, there's not as many female fronted songs so they want to keep it fair. Mm-hmm. But for Dragon Con, they made... No. For Jake, no. For Yes Have Some Podcasts, they, they, they knew. The they were like, oh... They're like, these guys can yeah. do what they want. Um, <laughs> or it was because we were the very last two. <laughs> right. Right. We also found out halfway through that the bassist and backup singer is Butch Walker, uh, who okay. is a okay. semi-famous of musician. The Marvelous Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know who that is. He wrote all of Avril Lavigne's hits. That's all I know. Okay. I don't know who that is. So okay. he has money. <laughs> Got it. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, well, he ha- maybe he had he money. had money and now he's doing karaoke. I don't think Avril Lavigne is still. Um, and then I did uh, "Welcome to the Jungle." Uh, it's a really hard song to sing. It's obviously like high pitched and and annoying. Uh, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot, and I thought the crowd was into it. And I wasn't. Here's they were. 
was I was good. not nervous. I for some reason I get more nervous looking uh, like relatives in the eye or having conversations with people I know very well uh, than uh, than I do uh, getting on stage yeah, in front of a stage. bunch of strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was great. I really really liked it. And yeah, we were the last two people to go. We closed out the show. Crushed it. Uh, and Abby, we did. Yeah, did your experience. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I was there, like, championing and supporting you guys and filming you. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I had a lot of fun doing that. I am, I don't regret not getting up there. I, uh, I'm, I'm like the uh, podcast mom. Podcast cheering mom. from the stands. Um, what if, like, in the middle of the song, like, the guitar cell, I look over, it's like, get, your, get a better angle. I'm like, get closer to the microphone, Craig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was Thursday night. And then Friday, uh, we started off the day. Abby, you spoke on a, uh, panel for Mm -hmm. the digital media track. Yeah, that was a blast. And thank you both for coming out and to, uh, some of my friends who are listeners who came out as well. It was super special. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, but it was basically just a really nice conversation about like what we do with Yes, Have Some Podcast. Um, I was up there with some other ladies that, um, have various social media um, jobs. One of them's like a scientist, and uh, she has like a, a lot of Instagram followers. Then, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a cosplay um, person, and then there was a, a cosplayer. Cosplayer, yeah, yeah. Um, and Talia Lynn, who's a really nice uh, gal that I met, she has a really cool YouTube channel called It's a Southern Thing, um, and Literally Wasted. Got to chat with her. Um, she's super sweet. And yeah, basically just talking about podcasting, how we started. And what it's like to be a woman in the field and like tips, advice and inspiration and that kind of shit. So, yeah, it was really nice. It was great. It was great. Um, and yeah, then Friday night, a lot of a lot of hanging out with friends and running around. And Jake, you did your Megalon, your secret costume. I, I did. I, uh, you know, I kind of last minute threw together this really obscure costume from Godzilla versus Megalon of the the leader of the Cetopians. Um I really love that movie, and I I came across somebody selling the headband, which is kind of like the only if you if, if you know what the character looks like or whatever. It's I, I would think the headband's like the hardest thing to replicate because it has Megalon's head on it, and it's just I don't know. Anyway, I came across it, and as soon as it came in the mail, I was like, oh, I guess I guess I'm going to do this. I I knew that I did not care. Um that nobody would know what it was. I was just like, I'm going to have fun and wear this really silly costume from one of my favorite movies. And I I had a lot of fun just walking around screaming Megalon at people. Yeah, Yeah, you did. I had fun watching you. Yeah. Um, So that was good. And then, and then we had our, um, our panel Saturday. We did our, yes, have some live at dragon con and thank you to everybody who came out. Uh, Thank you to the people who we didn't know who were there who wanted to uh, listen to us talk about Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. which is the majority of what we talked about. Um, and you can hear that. So we re- released it on our feed, so we won't go into detail about what we talked about. You can check it out. Um, I'm not going to lie. I liked podcasting in front of people. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish there was people here right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I could tell that, Craig, like when we were doing the, the podcast live, I could tell that Craig is like – when people like you have, I just think you love hearing people laugh at you. Yeah, I do. That's what it is. Work. Like someone let, la- yeah, people laugh and you like, you, I see your eyebrows kind of like raise a little bit. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh. He's like Pennywise feeding off the fear. 
Um, I was feeding off the laughter. He likes all the laughter. Um, it was great. It was so much fun. Like we had fun, and we got to talk about the things that we. I would call it a lighthearted conversation about. Uh, a little bit just about the podcast in general, mostly Ghostbusters 2020, little gremlins, uh, and it was fun. Mostly and we good. interacted and we and we gave out mm-hmm. some coffee mugs and it was great. And thank you to uh, Gary and Joe. Uh, we had them on the show a couple weeks ago for having us. Mm-hmm. Um, Super nice. Dudes. Hey, thanks. Thanks to everybody who came to that. Like yeah. we yeah. some our friends that showed up was really even though um, Mitchell, even though you you were constantly falling asleep. Thank you for showing up. I love you. I I am not mad at you. I understand. It's Dragon Con. It It was very funny for me to watch you keep falling asleep. I talked to our buddy Mitchell about that, and he took he was he did the parade. He was exhausted. That would have been yeah. He did the parade. He was up like he. A lot of our friends showed up in their gear still, you know, from doing the parade, which I'm I'm very happy and I'm, I'm appreciative of all those people who showed up. Yeah, Abby. Yes. What did you think about doing this this podcast thing with a live crowd? I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a blast. I was happy that nobody kicked me off the stage and I wasn't replaced, um, which we've talked about. With Barely. Last year. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just fun to do our thing and to kind of go into the flow of podcasting in front of a group of people and to like get that immediate reaction of like, oh, okay, so this is good and uh, you know they like this. Uh, it's it's very interesting. They liked what I said. They like this. They like me. Uh, yeah, no, no, that was good. And it is, um, it is uh, something I would like to do again. I'm sure we will do more live shows in the future, and mm-hmm. definitely at Dragon Con. I thought uh, that was really that was one of my favorite things I've ever done at Dragon Con. It was mm-hmm. cool to be. I mean, listen, there's people are very curious about Ghostbusters right now. And I think next year is going to be even uh, even bigger with the new mm-hmm. movie out. Yeah, I hope so. Um, mm-hmm. But, I think you do like a town hall Ghostbusters <laughs> conversation with the three of us, like in the center yes. where everybody's surrounding us. Yes. And thank you for Dan Harshman for sitting in the front row and interjecting uh, repeatedly. <laughs> he, he, had some, he had some facts, though. He had so some information for yeah. us. That's thank fine. Um, no, it was good. And uh, we won't go on and on, but PKE Surge was great. The PKE Surge prom was great. Congratulations to our king and queen, Julian and Heather. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julian is a uh, uh, you know friend of the show, friend of the community. He flew in from New Zealand uh, for PKE surge. That's pretty amazing, right? Yeah, and he brought us all chocolates. Yeah, it was great. Nice. And then uh, Heather, who um, her and her husband are YHS listeners, and she uh, she did an amazing costume. She was the the maid, the maid from Ghostbusters with all the burnt toilet paper. Yeah, and the the cart she was pushing out was also a cooler, and she gave me a beer. Dude. And then I was like, you're going to be prom queen. <laughs> I was. I uh, love multi-use costumes. That's really smart. I was like, I don't want to say this is just because you, you bribed me with these these alcohol, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. No, she was great. It was a fantastic original costume. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks for everybody who came out to prom. So yeah, uh, overall, Dragon Con was great. It's in the books. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to Horror Nights. Yeah, hey, dude. speaking of Horror Nights. Um, all the stuff from the Ghostbusters uh, house is leaking, and I don't want to look at any of it, but it's everywhere. Yeah, I yeah, haven't. I, I saw. Um, <clears throat> I saw that there was a video going around of like a behind the scenes of of the maze, but I, I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. We only but, got a couple. But I weeks. didn't click it because yeah, I don't want to. 
I really want to be completely like immersed and taken be have everything be a surprise because it's supposed to be right an experience like that. So it's be an experience. So. I'm so stressed. I want to go right now. <laughs> I want. I mean, it's open. Just so go today. and wait. I if if go. we go, well, if we go now, we can. Um, you know, we can just break those ET and Jurassic Park ride uh, um, the re- yeah, 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 yeah. records yeah, yeah, yeah. until it's our our turn. You know, <laughs> cool. What'd you do today? Rode ET 130 times, then did the Ghostbusters house at uh, and then bought all the merch. There's so much merch. Yeah, I'm into it. That sounds like a perfect day. Sounds like the best day of all time. Um, so we do have Horror Nights coming up in a couple weeks. Very excited. There's a lot going on, uh, in and around Ghostbusters. We're still avoiding spoilers and we're around the community a lot this weekend. There seems to be a much different tone going around. The conversations about this movie seem to be a lot different than the, uh, the 2015 conversations before Answer the Call came out. Uh, I I seem to remember an air of pessimicity. Is that a word? Pes- pessimism. Pessimism. What did I say? Uh, pessimicity. Pessimicity. <laughs> that sounds like a CBS show. Um, so yeah, Abby, did you talk about this new movie with people? Yeah, I talked about it on our panel. I talked about it. Um, I talked about it on the digital media panel too because um, somebody from the audience asked if we had ever like faced opposition or. Uh, like trolls on the internet and I brought up the answer the call stuff and how different it was going into um, this production for the new movie and how exciting it is. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely, it still surprises me when things are leaking um, and when people are sending links and and there's pictures of set photos. Um, It still doesn't seem real, but overall there's just positivity behind it. I think having Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard, Carrie Hewn, the whole gang is just, it gets people excited. And I'm really happy to be talking about it, having a live podcast, having that confidence and knowing that it's in production. It feels good. It's a good place. Hey, to how be about in. a Ron Daniels friend of the podcast, uh, carrying the Ecto one ladder during the parade? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's amazing. God. Yeah. What's even funnier is, um, the night before the parade, he had that idea and I was standing there while he was like, talking to our, our other friend Jarris and being like, hey, we're going to Lowe's to build a ladder for the parade. Yeah, tomorrow. they left. I didn't know they did that. They, they left, and, they left and went and did it. To go build the ladder. Hey, that ladder looks good. Yeah. I thought that looked great. Great um, ladder. Last thing I'll touch on. Did you guys see, uh, I think uh, Troy Benjamin tweeted today, uh, they're getting people who were at PK Surgeon Dragon to call into the Crossrip um, uh, voicemail line. Uh, yeah. To uh, you know, to talk about their time, and he said uh, he had a, he said he hadn't listened to our uh, live panel yet, but he jokingly was like, "How many times did YHS bring up Twister during their panel at DragonCon?" <laughs> oh, he opened with that shit. It was a lot, right? Yeah, it was a couple. <laughs> Is that what you think happened, Troy? God, they know us so well. Yeah. Um, um, I was actually surprised that we did not bring up Twister more often than we did. I I want to do a whole Twister panel next year, but I want people to actually come. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Is there any kind of an anniversary? Um, well, we just tell people it's going to be, we'll tell people it's going to be a Ghostbusters 2020 panel. And then yeah. when people show up, we'll just be like, we'll hey, you know what? Psych. Twister. We got sisters. <laughs> we'll pull the wool over their eyes. Um, 
so yeah, it was great. Dragon Con, another one in the books. It is, uh, you know, if you've never been, I, w- I would suggest making it uh, something you do. And we didn't even talk. There was a whole thing about FedEx and a guy named John. But to be completely honest, if you weren't there to experience it, it's it's like... It's, it's like when somebody has a dream and they're telling you about their dream and you're just like, eh, okay, it wasn't my dream. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. By the way, when, so- when somebody's trying to, like that happens to like a friend, they're telling you about their dreams. Like I had the craziest dream last night. It's never as crazy as they say, no. right? They're like, well, I was in my childhood home and I'm like, okay, here we go. And I opened a door and I was in, okay, I'll stop. Anyways. All right. Go to Dragon Con. Any final thoughts on Dragon Con before we uh, move on? I think my favorite moment of Dragon Con was when we found our friend Hal, friend of the podcast, wandering around in his Pennywise costume, and he had lost the person that was his handler, and he needed water really bad, and the, when we came up to him, he was just like, water! <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was like, the, he was trying to explain that the mask was really sweaty, and I think he wanted us to put a straw in the mask and try to suck the sweat out of his ear, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it was a really weird request. Um, I love love how but yeah it was so loud and he had his pennywise mask on and he, i heard him talking and i was just kind of like oh hey how are you and he's like and i'm like yeah dragon god's crazy that he's like opening the lips of the pennywise <laughs> mouth and he's like what up? <laughs> so yeah it was good that sounds amazing. i wish i was there for that, that really um funny. and uh oh, before oh and we- jeffrey the giraffe was kind of cool we got to see that yes i jeffrey think that was probably a former there. um toys r us employee yes it he, had to be. he was fired and he's just wandering the streets mm-hmm. of Atlanta looking mm-hmm. for work. Um, real quick before we move on, uh, did we buy anything at Dragon Con? Mm-hmm. You know we hit those vendor halls multiple mm-hmm. times. Sure mm-hmm. did. All right. Yeah, go for it. Who's so, going? Yeah. I mean, Who's going first? Here's the thing, guys. I know we all bought stuff. But I, I, I wasn't actually asking. See what we bought. I want to know. <laughs> I want you to tell the audience. Okay. I don't care. I was there. I feel well. The thing I bought, I don't have offhand the name of the. All right, I'll go first. You find maker. that. Okay, I'm gonna grab it. Okay. Um, I did not buy a lot this year, but there was one vend or a couple vendors that had some cool. You know, we talked about it a lot in the past. Um. There's not really a lot of t- decent toy dealers or vintage toy dealers at Dragon Con for whatever reason. Uh, but I did buy a uh, cassette single from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 of mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Turtle Power, T-U-R-T-L-E Power. Those are the lyrics. And uh, I also bought a foil sticker set uh, that I had as a child uh, from Ninja Turtles. I also got a real Ghostbusters um, comic book annual Hardcover UK edition, which is uh, pretty neat. And uh, Abby, you picked up this Filmation Ghostbusters little kids book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the cover. Yeah, and it's totally written in by somebody named Scott. What are, Did he put his phone number in here? I'm going to call it. Call it up. We should call Scott. Hey, Scott, we found your book. Yeah, he has a six-digit phone number, so maybe not. <laughs> uh, just guess the other number. Yeah, I also got a really cool Terminator 2 Judgment Day pin. Um, and speaking of pins, I got a set of three pins by <coughs> Crescent Creepers is her name. Um, and she is very, very cool. The pins I got are very um, cute and creepy and raunchy and adorable. One's a little possum. And he's holding like a martini glass and the other says, show me your kitties. And it's got a bunch of little cats. And finally, the best one says buzz off. And it's got a vibrator on it and it's sparkly and cute. 
and I love them. And I just connected as soon as I walked past that booth. I was like, oh, this is my style. It was funny. I was like, oh, I'm going to follow her on Instagram. And then I looked and I was like, oh, we already do. So. We do. <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to crescent creatures crescent creepers Cre- sorry what is it crescent creepers crescent creepers not crescent creatures Cre- crescent creepers. god we butchered that um cool so yeah small little pickups did not break the bank i've got force friday coming up and then we've got horror nights so there's going to be plenty of toys to buy mm-hmm. in the near future uh jake what did you pick up um I got I got some I got a few prints not as I didn't get as much stuff as I usually get but um the guy who um illustrated the goosebumps covers was there so I got a couple prints from him um I got a, a pretty cool pet cemetery print I don't have all of the artists names in front of me but um I think the coolest thing I found was uh uh what's his name the, uh, okay so the artist don his name's don mayitz i think that's how you say his last name anyway he um he did the paintings for the cemetery dance special edition of the shining that came out uh, a couple years ago and and he's been at dragon con the last couple years but he doesn't really ever have any of his like he doesn't have much of his stephen king art with him he he brings more of his like you know dragons um but we were walking by and I saw a copy of the cemetery dance shining at his booth. And, um, um, it had, it had a price on it. The price was a hundred dollars. And I was like, Hey, can I look through this? He opened it up, um, showed us that he put a remark in it. He had drawn a picture of Danny in the front of it. So I'm like, Looking, I, I follow Cemetery Dance, and those books always sell out. They don't last very long. I'm like looking on eBay to see what these books go for. Um, when the book was brand new, it went for ninety five dollars itself. So I'm like, he's just five dollar markup for the original artist to draw in the book. Um, I feel like Craig. At one point, you asked him how many of these books were made, and if they sell out and he straight up said, I don't know. And, and in my head, I'm like, they don't make many of these and they have been sold out for a long time. I knew that much. I, I have a feeling he, he doesn't quite know or care that these books, especially with an artist drawing and it could have went for way more money. Mm-hmm. So I bought it and I was very, very happy. He's a super nice dude. Um, the shining is one of my favorite Stephen King books. It's cool to have that special edition hardcover with all of his illustrations. I already own a couple prints from him. Just the fact that it's got like an, a pencil illustration in the beginning, like in the front of the book, like that's, yeah, that's that's to me, that's a special thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with it. Cool. Yeah. It's obviously one of our favorite books and it's a gorgeous cover. I'm jealous and excited for you, Jake. Yeah. Well, as a book collector, as a Stephen King fan and as an art collector and as somebody who loves spending money, it really ticks all the boxes Mm -hmm. for you. Um, I I thought it was great. I was really happy you were able to pick that Mm -hmm. up. And, uh, the funniest moment though was when he took it, uh, it's in a, it's got (laughs) Jake knows where this is going. Yeah. It's, it's got a dust cover on it, obviously, but it's in a hard slip case and he took it out to show Jake all the stuff Jake was just talking about. And then when he and Jake had made the decision to buy it and he was trying to not Jake, the artist was trying to get it back in the slipcase and he couldn't get it. And he was like forcing it. And like I the look on Jake's face, like 
as <laughs> as the teeny pieces of glossy paper on the cover were like slightly bending as the guy was like trying to shove it yeah. in. And Jake, you kept, I don't know if you, you subconsciously were just, you kept putting your hands out to just grab I it from him. I almost took, I tried to take it from him. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, cause he was talking to us while he was doing it. And I was like, in my, in my brain, I'm like, I'm about to spend money on this. It You're going to ruin me of, it before uh, I could do it. It was like in Dumb and Dumber when uh, Harry lights his feet on fire and the girl's trying to give him her number. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And she just keeps, you know, mumbling and starts talking about other stuff. And he's just like, just give me the damn number. I thought Jake was going to be like, just give me the fucking back. <laughs> um, that's what it was like. But he didn't ruin it and it was great. Uh, so glad that you got that. Um, Last thing, I swear we'll move on because we're going to talk about uh, Terminator and Star Wars. Um. We'd probably just talk Great. about those things anyway. Hey, 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 calm down. Oh, <laughs> so excited to talk about one of those things. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Uh, two big shout outs. A, shout out to Hal Clay, who was our roommate. He always is uh, for being an all around great guy and for doing amazing costumes. His uh, Fester costume was incredible, as usual, and uh, Pennywise and all that. And a big shout out to friend of the podcast, Mike Nelson of Carnivorous Creations, who <laughs> delivered... <laughs> My brand new Proton Pack to uh, Dragon Con. It came to me uh, at the FedEx location at our hotel, and I was able to unpack it and have my Dragon Con uh, be complete with a brand new beautiful Proton Pack, which I put up a full review of on our Instagram and YouTube channels yesterday. Uh, even though I didn't wear the pack out much <laughs> at a Dragon Con, just having it was like a <laughs> much. It was a it was like a security blanket, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it just felt good having it. It's just it there. good to know you have it. Yeah, I completely yes. agree. It's really nice to have in our house, in our toy room, in the corner. It's a cornerstone piece. It's it is. Like a, and it's a nice. And thing we to put have. some pictures on Instagram, and Mike was like, "Oh, those pictures are cool." And I was like, "We learned a long time ago that hotel stairways, like the staircases <clears throat> inside hotels, they have great lighting, and usually." The pipes and everything just kind of look like Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Like it just looks like something you would see yeah, in Ghostbusters. Yeah, like it's a cool environment. Um, there's usually like bright red and all sorts of. Things. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you to Mike uh, at Carnivorous Creations. He's doing a lot of great work. Uh, we'll be hearing more about that in the next coming days and weeks. Uh, but beautiful, beautiful proton pack. Very clean, very pristine. I am afraid to uh, touch it. Yeah, kind of. I love it. All right, <clears throat> cool. So we're gonna talk about. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate, the new trailer dropped at like midnight while we were at Dragon Con. And uh, we're going to also talk about that Rise of Skywalker footage that they showed at D23. But first of all, I want to talk about Patreon. That's right. The Yes Have Some Patreon community is growing. Thank you to our newest patron who joined two days ago, Brock Parker of the Alabama Ghostbusters. Big Stop shout out to him. Um, <clears throat> thank you to all of our patrons who are helping us build out that community. We put up two to three bonus episodes a month. We had one over the weekend at DragonCon. We're about to record another one right after this episode. We're going to be talking about all of the props up for sale at the prop store auction. Some amazing stuff, including boots, belts, and elbow pads. I don't know if you guys noticed. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so 
Thank you to everybody. It's $5 down. Gets you complete access to the entire Patreon archive. I think there's like 30 or 35 episodes in there. And then, of course, you get the new episodes every month uh, for $5 a month. We really appreciate the support. It helps us so much. Mm -hmm. Helps us pay these uh, internet bills and hosting and all of the things that go into putting on a free podcast. Uh, So we appreciate it. If you want to get in on that, you're going to go to patreon.com slash yes, have some. And uh, we're kind of putting our heads together about what movies we want to review on Patreon over the next couple of months. Probably a lot of horror coming up. It's yeah. almost October. Yes. I'm excited. Um, I feel like there was already a list I have somewhere that I'm growing of the Halloween movies that I want to see for the first time this year that I haven't seen. So Ooh, I'll be what? on that. Uh, I don't know of any offhand, but I should probably put up another poll. And then we'll just do Leprechaun. Cool. Yeah, that's what we did last year. We'll just do all the Leprechaun <laughs> movies. Um, um, so yeah, get in on Patreon, patreon.com slash yes, have some. And uh, we will uh, we will welcome you with open arms to the community. Cool. That's where the real stuff goes down, okay? That's where you get all the juicy secrets. Mm-hmm. You don't, but... It's uncensored. Well, this is kind of <laughs> uncensored, too. Um, all right, cool. Let's talk about Terminator. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate comes out in a couple months. We got the second full-length trailer. I don't think any of us were very impressed with the first trailer that came out. But this is... It was weird. This, well, this trailer had a, a lot of the same footage, right? Like, it was some... I feel like... I really hope the scene where Sarah Connor shows up on that bridge with the bazooka is like five minutes into the movie. Because... Uh, You've seen a lot of that. I've seen it a lot. I yeah. get it. I understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got Linda Hamilton back as Sarah Connor, Mackenzie Davis, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know, Abby, I'm going to defer to you. I know T2 is one of your all-time favorites. This is the direct sequel to T2, ignoring all of the other Terminators. How are you feeling about this trailer? I'm ready to be confused by this movie. Um, like. Honestly, that's going to be ta- the tagline Terminator. We're ready to confuse you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want it to be to have callbacks to Terminator 2. I love that movie. I've talked about that a lot. But this trailer, um, it, I don't know if it's cutting it. I think that it's it's trying to get close to Terminator 2. You even, like they literally had Linda Hamilton do the I'll be back line at the very end of it. Um, I know. That's kind of how I felt, too. Like, there were a couple moments where, here's the thing. Like, I don't care about a new, more evolved Terminator that has, uh, like, is enhanced and has, like, some sort of, um, like, more, is more powerful than the last one. Like, that's not Yeah, what can this one do? Yeah. I don't care about that. I want This one has Shazam built in. He knows every song. You just play it and he tells you what it is. You know what movie actually reminded me of Terminator 2 that had nothing to do with it? is Logan because that had much more of like the, the big protective person with somebody small. That's kind of an asshole. Like those are some of the dynamics that I like from Terminator two and kind of the fuck the world, like uh, middle finger to society stuff. Like that's what I'm definitely into from that movie. This movie feels, uh, I don't, I don't really know what to think of it. Honestly, after this trailer, I feel like we keep seeing the same scenes over and over a lot of the same action sequences. I don't really have interest at all in this new Terminator. Um, We'll see what they deliver, but yeah. But his not. metal is black. It's different. It's like a it's like a matte finish. You know what it reminds me of? It kind of feels like the new the Halloween reboot that came out last year, where because there's a lot of like 
the women, family generations of women holding guns and shooting and practicing. And that kind of reminds me of the Laurie Strode stuff. So there could be stuff that I actually kind of like latch onto and like. Um, but yeah, it should be better than Genesis, but God help us. I'm not sure if this is a good trailer. I don't think it is. Jake? Um, this this <laughs> movie looks awful. This movie looks awful. This trailer is bad. Everything about it is bad. Um, they keep they keep trying to say that it, it feels like Terminator 2, but it doesn't. There's so much like it's nothing but very, very CGI heavy people slow motion jumping through the air like the 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 T-1000 or whatever that is, whatever character it is in this movie, he's like making quips at some point when he's going through the metal detector. Like the 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 way Sarah Connor, de- Connor delivers the line, I'll be back, sounds like like I don't it just fucking sounds like it sounds and looks like nobody fucking cares. It looks <laughs> fucking bad. Like it just I don't it, it's too much just people running and jumping and it just doesn't look good to me. It, it like like you said, it looks like Terminator Genesis. Like it does. That's exactly what it looks like. And I don't care. I'm gonna be there opening night. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I want. I will see it. I I have enough like invested interest in the franchise. I'm not expecting much. I'm I, sure I, I'll be. I'm just I'm just curious to how bad it is more than anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever like it's just dumb to me that they're like shoehorning in a way to keep arnold in these movies like the terminator can be old what uh, who, what get the fuck out of here hey i personally think the scenes with arnold are the best in this trailer because i, I it's it's terminator i want to see arnold schwarzenegger but okay let me break this down first every voiceover line of dialogue from sarah connor in this trailer is bad. Like it's, it's, it, there's like a weird cadence mm-hmm. to the way, like if you go back to Terminator two and like the voiceover, Sarah Connor, it, it, there, it's like a very like calm yet eerie delivery. And it's just, it, it really helps. Matter helped. of fact. Like, yeah. It yeah, really helps set the tone for the movie. And this is never seen one like you before. It's like, well, I mean, okay. Like, and then like, I guess Mackenzie Davis is like a hybrid Terminator human, which is like, we have seen that before. Wasn't that what John Connor would happen with him in in Genesis? Like, yeah, I don't think we're Yeah, but they're saying that because this movie, that movie doesn't count in this movie. I want to see scenes where the movie is like pop up video and Jake just pops up and goes, that didn't even count. (laughs) That didn't even count. I don't think we're far enough removed from the last Terminator movie to 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 be in the that didn't count phase. Like you need a 10 year break. Right. Like like with Halloween, it was like it was we had a we had, I don't know, eight or nine years. And then we took a deep breath and we said, okay. We're going to negate a bunch of those movies and we're going to kind of continue the original story. But like Terminator Genesis, like, didn't that happen in the lifetime of this podcast? <laughs> like, it wasn't, it wasn't the, that yeah, one. Yeah, but so did answer the call and we're back going to reboot. Uh, mm. th- there's, you can make that argument. I think the difference with, 
with Genesis is no. that Genesis that's, that's, was that's different because Genesis was in the original timeline. Like exactly. Genesis was attached to all the other okay, movies. True. See your point. Point taken. Yeah. I, I just I don't like Tim Miller, like he did Deadpool, the movie's great. Mm-hmm. I just read that you know, James Cameron produced this movie, but he didn't visit the set one time. Yeah, I just pulled that article up. Because he was doing it's just it's just Terminator has like we've talked about Terminator before and we had that we talked about it on the episode where I think I had the realization that maybe all of the Terminator movies are bad except Terminator 2. And I think the the issue is that after part two, they had to start making up, you know, bullshit that went against the canon of their own series to kind of like make it make sense they had to keep pushing Judgment Day back because it caught up with, you know, the filmmaking or like it, it just got to the point where the it's so messy. Mm-hmm. And like that's partly why they are like, yeah, they're 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 ignoring, you know, the last three movies because now that's the cool thing to do. And those last three movies suck. But they're also having to do it because they're like well, the last three movies don't make any kind of fucking sense and they change so many things mm-hmm. from part one and two that we have to erase them so we don't have to deal with all these stupid rules that we can't even keep up with. Yeah. I'm literally reading a quote from James Cameron that is very upsetting. Um, the whole quote says, I focused on getting the script punched up. I didn't feel like we went into the shoot with the script exactly where it should have been. There was a lot of momentum on the project. There was a start date. There was a lot of energy and a lot of go fever, but the script wasn't where it needed to be. So I quietly worked on it in the background and sh- uh, shipping out pages. Sometimes I was shipping out pages the day before they shot a scene. I'm not sure that was 100% always helpful, but overall I kept the characters on track. So that's oh, when you said that's promising. Hey, yeah. I thought you were going to say, well, this is upsetting. This is a quote from James Cameron that's upsetting. And he was like, I'm making four more avatars after the next five. <laughs> you get an avatar. And you get an avatar. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of like trying to piece together the basic story here. Um, so. Gabriel Luna plays the new Terminator that's called Rev 9, which is just not, cool. as, not as cool as T1. sounds like a car name. like a Yeah. Uh, he's sent Rev back 9. to kill the young girl, Natalia Reyes. Mackenzie Davis is the hybrid soldier who's sent back to protect her. Arnold plays an aging Terminator. One of the one. I don't get it. Like, maybe are we to believe that after T2, another Arnold was sent back? Like, I do recall uh, Arnold and T2 going into the fucking dip from Roger Rabbit or whatever yeah. that shit was. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, and be, that's what happened. Maybe, Jake, I'm kind of leaning towards you. Maybe just no more Terminators would mm-hmm. be, I'd be fine. Yep, that'd be good. Hey, listen, we talked about doing a series of podcasts where we took sequels or movies that were happening that we weren't 100% happy with and kind of pitched our own ideas for what they should be. I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but... I'm going to, um, let's say when you first heard, oh, they're doing a new Terminator, it's a direct sequel to T2 and ignores all the other ones. Like, I feel like I kind of had something different in mind than what we've been seeing. Hmm. Well, what did you have in mind? Like something good, maybe? Some- I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's uh, what I have. So, 
I kind of, it's really hard because like the progression of Sarah Connor in the first movie, she is uh, innocent and she is, uh, you know, like waitress at a diner and is caught up in this whole thing. And you kind of see her have to kind of uh, go through a character transformation, right? Then T2, you see that fully realized uh, transformation Mm -hmm. and she's, become this like hardened hardened badass like you know uh a little crazy but for the right reasons mm-hmm. you know tough woman mm-hmm. and i felt like i kind of wanted I, I was like oh where you know where's sarah connor now it's been 30 years or whatever like is she broken is she but like it just feels like oh it kind of like what abby said like oh it's kind of modeled after laurie strode of the new halloween she's just like a doomsday prepper literally that's what she actually is uh and i just don't when she shows up with the bazooka it just doesn't feel i i don't know it just doesn't feel like what i was expecting and I wouldn't mind her showing up and being a badass, but I wouldn't want it. I don't want to see it so much in the trailer. It should be more showing and less telling. I think um, it would. Ha- I I think it, I think in order for a Terminator, a new Terminator film to be good, they would maybe have to figure out a way to make a movie without any of these characters. I I, I think it would have to be some sort of thing where we are past the lifespan of John Connor and Sarah Connor. And it would have to be, I don't, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm sure there's some way this doesn't make sense, but if, if it was some sort of thing where the, the term, the machines maybe like, they know that John Connor is the one who could take them out. So they wait until he dies to do it. I don't know. Like it, it would just have to be, these characters would need to be gone. There would need right. to be a new story. We, we have seen, there are like six or seven different actors who have played John Connor. We don't need any more. Unless, unless they did the thing that we talked about in a bonus episode where it was Bill and Ted meets the Terminator and they literally have every actor who'd ever played John Connor in the movie at the same time and they turned it into like a comedy. Okay, the only I, would take that. I would take that. Okay. I'd accept that. Uh, yeah, I just, either... If you want to do something cool with Terminator, like either go way into the future when all of like, what about something that took place after the war, like the war between human and the machine, like the humans win and it's a hundred years after that. That sounds interesting to me or something that takes place a hundred years ago in a Terminator. Like I kind of agree Let's get past the John Connor saga. Yeah. We know he's would, supposed to save humanity and whether he does or doesn't, I kind of just don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he started a family with a robot and then they had a, a, <laughs> a kid robot. and that's who it, the story's about. Oh, you married a Terminator. You bite your tongue. Mm-hmm. That's a <laughs> robot. Okay. <laughs> Anything else before we talk about movies? We are no, it's bad. It's already convoluted. So yeah, it's bad. It's, man, it's real this bad. It's not going to help. All right, cool. So we'll all see it and give it our money on day one. Cool. And then hope sure. that it's really great. We'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, let us know how you feel. And uh, Yes Have Some Group Therapy, which is the official Facebook group of Yes Have Some Podcast. <laughs> Abigail, do you want to let everybody know how to get yes. there? Yes. So easy. All you have to do is go to uh, Facebook, log in, search for Yes Have Some Podcast, find our page, 
scroll down after you give it a like. Uh, then scroll down, you'll find, yes, have some group therapy. Ask to join the group and then either myself, Craig, or Jake will accept you. And from there, you can start posting the kind of content we're looking for, which is stuff that stresses you out, things from your collection, things you're shopping for, movies that you are looking forward to seeing or are stressed about seeing, like uh, Terminator Dark Fate. And we'll be there for you to like your posts and uh, delete them if they're not good. So. <laughs> no memes. No memes. We're going to do it. Uh, no memes. I really like group therapy. Me too. Um, did not post a lot in there over the weekend. We were at Dragon Con, but I checked it a couple times. It looks like... Uh, it's alive and well. Things were really popping. Yeah. Um, just got a cracker. Hey, are saltines underrated? Yeah. They're just great. Are they? Okay. I think that they you can make a really nice peanut butter and jelly sandwich out of a saltine. Oh, probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I don't They're good think with that. chili. Yeah. Chili's good. Chili's might be also Salad. not chilies. Chili. Not chilies. Stop it. <laughs> chilies. All right. Uh D twenty three, we haven't talked about it yet. It was a couple weeks ago. They debuted a it's not really a trailer, but something. Some new footage. Well, two things. They announced officially the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that will be on Disney Plus starring you and McGregor. You, you gonna play the trailer right now? Play it. I was just gonna play it. Uh, <laughs> just gonna watch it right now. Real quick before we get to Rise of Skywalker, what's everybody's uh, excitement level about? Uh, can you turn that I down? I'm asking. I want to watch it without the sound. Jake, I like it. Jake, while Abby's distracted, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. how are you feeling about this Obi Wan? Oh, I'm excited about that. Like I, I um, we've talked about it before about how, um. The TV shows generally, you know, well, as I, I'm, I'm saying as far as like the Marvel shows and stuff, they generally do not feel like uh, they're a part of the same kind of like movie universe. But I think uh, all this stuff that's going to be coming out for Disney Plus is going to be different. And the trailer for, uh, you know, the Mandalorian looks great. So, I mean, Ewan McGregor, he's good. He, he He's a great – he's probably the best part of, with about the prequels. So – I don't know. My favorite part about the prequels is when they're uh, like over, like when each one ends. I'm like, oh, this is great. These hey, hey, I know we're talking about this on our bonus episode, but since we're talking about Obi-Wan, I just have to bring up that you can buy Obi-Wan's Jedi braid Fuck. in that. Yeah, Jake, I know <laughs> it's $800. Thing, it? I'm getting it. It's on for, my list. I heard Abby at one point going through that code. It, that, it doesn't really even cost that much. Like, what were you talking about? Like, a lot of things. I was surprised by how cheap they were. Yeah, but they're going to go for more than that. Yeah, for sure. Anyways. All right. That's like the estimated. Yeah, yeah. starting price. Some might go for lower. Maybe people don't want a pad one braid. Mm. <laughs> Maybe mm. they do. I wonder, what, I wonder what it smells like. If it smells anything Old like you, you and McGregor, you know he smells good. Vanilla. My favorite story about you and McGregor is when he did voiceover work for The Force Awakens. Um, the scene where Ray uh, touches the lightsaber for the first time and she has all the visions and then you hear at the end of it Ray these are your first steps uh, uh-huh. they brought Obi-Wan in just to do that line and uh, the story was it was just like I don't know some secluded sound recording studio and he just showed up in the middle of the day on his motorcycle Went in, did his line, and left on his motorcycle. Didn't really say anything. To anybody. <laughs> That's so so cool. fucking cool, man. Um, so yeah, excited about that. But let's talk Definitely. about 
So we for, let's talk about the poster first. There's a new poster, controversial for Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Jake, what uh, what do you think about this? Um, you know, I I kind of don't want to see anything. Um, I'm ready to see this movie. I'm excited about it. I kind of don't want to see any more. I don't like. this little trailer that they put out is really great. It has like, it really, they, they do a good job of showing you all the best parts of star Wars and even making like the prequels look good. Um, and they, there's not a whole lot of new footage, but the stuff they show you is it's, you know, most of it is like, what, what is this? We had, um, I, I watched basic, you know what? I watched the entirety of uh, the Force Awakens while we were at Dragon Con because it was on TV. Yeah, and it was just like my time to chill out. And it's the first time I watched it in a while, and I was like, "This fucking movie is so good!" Mm-hmm. And it really made me excited to see. Like, I really want to know what what's happening in, in some of these scenes, but I also I want to. I want this to be it. Like, I feel like if there's another trailer, maybe I'm, maybe I might pass on it. I don't know. Like, I just, I want to, I just want to go into this. Like it, you know, it feels star Wars. These movies always feel really special, especially the movies that are like connected to the original trilogy. And this is the last one. So I, I don't, I don't know, man. Apparently there was a, the less I know, the better. There was a major leak on Reddit. Like a lot of spoilers are starting to get out there. So just be careful, everybody. Mm-hmm. And people are going to start reading spoilers and start passing them off as theories. Just be careful. Like, not that all spoilers and leaks are true, because there's always stuff that comes out that is very inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's going to be a lot. And we're going to, like, it is going to be special. Having said all that, yeah. what you guys think of the poster? <laughs> Back to my Is question. that what you asked? Yeah, so it's fine. Wait, which wait, which poster? Which the one? Poster was, with, the poster with the hot toy. The hot toy oh, in it. Oh. That's a bad poster. It's fine like it's fine cuz it's Star Wars, but it's also just not a great poster to me. I thought it was a fan made. Um when I first saw it, I thought it was fan. I just I didn't think it was real. It looks like something a fan. It doesn't look like a, an official thing. It's yeah. not great. It's not the worst poster I've ever seen, but it's not it's great. Not the best, not the worst. I yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this. Uh, the footage we see in the trailer. So I'm sorry. I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize that. Oh, I'm it's sorry. fine. I, you just wanted I didn't to. Even realize. I just wasn't listening. He just wanted to brag about how he got to watch <laughs> all of the Force Awakens <laughs> on TNT with commercials <laughs> at Dragon Con. Hey, and then afterwards, I walked in and Rogue One was on, and I was like, I'm about to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's good too. Um, Yo, all right, let's talk about the what? what is, so the trailer's cool, yeah. Like Jake said, there's highlights from the other movies. As far as new footage goes, there's not a lot, but this scene with Luke and Luke, there's no Luke, Kylo and Ray, uh, their lightsaber battle they're having in what looks like the remnants of the Death Star. I want to watch that all day. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope that scene's three hours long. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's kind of what, you know, they tease their, 
lightsaber battle in Force Awakens is great, but it's just kind of a tease. And like now we get the fully formed Ray taking on Kylo. Yeah, give me that shit, man. Gimme, gimme, please, because it was such a tease in uh, the Last Jedi with like the the Kylo and Luke battle. Like I don't, I, f- I never felt like there was enough payoff with that, and I was so frustrated with Ray's. Um, training or lack thereof in the last Jedi that seeing her out battling like doing damage and we may as well talk about that very last flash that you see of Ray with like her double sided uh what is it uh lightsaber yes what, what did you almost I, call it I don't know <laughs> y'all know um that that shot like took my breath away and it's it, I've gone back and rewatched just that part over and over again, I know there's speculation and theories, and some of those theories could be based off of plot leaks, so I won't go into all of those. But seeing her with a, with a new look, with a new weapon, and seeing the like battle scene footage is very exciting. And also that scene with Rey and Finn and Poe all together, just knowing that they're together and hanging out in this movie is a very good feeling. Hey, you know what? People are reading too much into seeing... Ray with a dark cloak on and that lightsaber. Like she's just going through a goth phase, man. We all do it. She found the Crew Shadows album that we brought back from Dragon Con and she's <laughs> she's just going through some stuff. She pulls the hood back and she's got those like colored pigtail <laughs> twirl things. Yeah, that. Uh <laughs> listen, there's only a couple things it can be, right? Like let's if you if you either Ray at some point is tempted by the dark side and turns. That's a force vision that's not real. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it could or be it's like, a clone. Or it's a clone. And like, Jake, we were talking about the clone theory. And like, we were talking about how that seems a little bit outlandish for Star Wars. But there is a precedence for clones in Star Wars. There's a whole war about it. Mm-hmm. There, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure there is. But it feels almost like too big of a concept to introduce in the last film of a you know, of a, of a like nine film. I mean, yeah, they introduce, they talk about it in the clone wars, but it's in a, a little bit of a different sort of, um, way than this would be. I think clones is a little far fetched, but I don't, but I also don't think it's impossible. Like there are some theories out there and some of it makes sense and, and, you know, like would be fine, but it's to me, I've, I feel like it's probably a vision or something, you know. Probably a vision. Mm-hmm. But like if, a red hair. Hey, if there's a clone, if there's a bad ray, maybe there's a good Kylo. Mm. Nice Kylo is what it's I possible. call. Possible, yeah. God, possible. Why? Can Harrison Ford be in this movie somehow? I'm sh- I'm sure he will be. There's no way it'll be a flashback or something. Mm-hmm. But there's no way this movie is not going to have Luke, Leia, and Han. Mm-hmm. Do you think it? In, in light of the fact that Carrie Fisher passed away, how big of a bummer is it that there wasn't at least one scene with Luke Han and Leia in yeah. Force Awakens? Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've talked about that before that, you know, that was the one thing I think Force Awakens is it's a it's a very beautiful, well-made movie. And I and I love everything about it. But the you know, the first time I saw it, that was one thing that I was like, oh, Han's dead. We're, we're not going to see these three together again like they never got together again we'll probably see a flashback of them together but it it is a bummer yep it's a total bummer i hate it uh i hate jj abrams for it actually i kind of hope that he no i don't hate jj abrams uh 
I'm really glad that Colin Trevorrow is not directing episode nine. <laughs> oh, me too. I really am. I really am. I don't think, uh, I'm not sure about what's going on with Jurassic World. Everything about that franchise is weird to me. And uh, I'm glad JJ's back in the driver's seat because Jake, as we were watching Force Awakens, I was feeling like I was getting excited about Rise of Skywalker. I was like, yes, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, because because Force Awakens is like everything you want out of a Star Wars movie. And I know it it gets a lot of uh, some people look at it and they're like, oh, well, he just, you know, remade A New Hope and took all the best parts and they're just copying it. And that's why you like it. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. I would rather see that than see what fucking Colin Trevorrow did with, um, you know, The Last Jedi and fuck it up. So uh, wait, I'm happy he's back. Do you think, are you confusing Colin Trevorrow and Ryan Johnson right now? Yes, I am. They're both, both <laughs> of them. Keep them away from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. What I don't the, need Ryan Johnson. Keep Wars. them all away from my Star Wars. I like that. Like you're blaming Colin Trevorrow for Ryan Johnson's last Jedi. You don't even <laughs> fucking care. <laughs> I don't care. You're like, fuck them. Fuck them all. Get them all away. Get them all away. Get them all away. Yeah. I can't complain about somebody giving me something that's reminiscent of the original product that I really liked. So I wouldn't exactly. ever be mad at J.J. Abrams for yeah. giving me something that I like because I like the original Star Wars. We know this guy named Mel and uh, he's a little bit of an older guy and he's like, get he's him on a, the line. No, he's, he's only obsessed with the original trilogy. And, uh, he said he walked out. Wait, was it Godzilla, King of the Monsters? He walked out because he was overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> he walked out on the first uh, awakening. I was also. overwhelmed too, but I wasn't about to walk out. <laughs> he doesn't prefer the originals. He prefers the prequels. Oh, yeah. So he likes, he's a prequel fan only. Mm-hmm. Prequel fan only. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Some people are. So cool. We... Uh, we covered a lot of ground. We are very excited about Star Wars. We're very not excited about Terminator. I guess that's the uh, the consensus. Yeah. But Dragon Con was great. Get <laughs> Jake, you just stand up at the theater. Just get it out of here. Stop it. Stop showing this film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there has to be another film better than this one. Um. Hey, and also, <laughs> It Chapter 2 comes out tomorrow night. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, sure does. Yeah, Jake, do you have your tickets? Uh, I don't, but I don't live in Atlanta. I can go. I can show up at the theater at four thirty and watch a five o'clock showing, and I'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, hopefully, uh, the screen's not broken like when you went and saw Godzilla. Have we yeah, talked about stop. how you cried, or you told me you almost cried? I, I, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I didn't cry. <laughs> I would have. With that much expectation and then that thing being taken away that I I, I was so we we must have talked about this. I just I was so I had just in case we haven't we'll run through maybe we didn't because that we didn't we had already recorded that week and I think the literally the next day we went to California. All right. Um I had tickets to see the five o'clock of Godzilla and then also the ten o'clock of Godzilla. I bought tickets to see it twice because I knew I wasn't going to be able to see it again for at least a week because we were about to be gone. So five o'clock was the first showing. I got off work early. I was getting ready to watch this movie. We're in the fancy new theater, the big like GTX, new new seats, bigger screen, everything. And the fucking movie won't play like it doesn't play. It's it's at this point, it's like 30 minutes past when the movie was supposed to start. They can't get it to work. They come in and they're like, hey, this movie's not going to work. Sorry, come get a refund. Or, or they're like, or we'll give you a ticket for a later time. And I'm so 
fucking annoyed because I've been waiting to see this movie for two years and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, now I have to wait another, like I was ready to watch the movie and now I got to wait another couple of hours. Like, and at this point I already have a ticket for the 10 o'clock showing. So my only other option is to see it at seven. It's five, seven, and ten. So then I'm like, okay, well, if I see it at seven, I'm gonna see this two hour and I don't know, it's it's a little over two hours. I'm gonna watch a movie, get out of it, have like half an hour before I'm literally back in the same exact theater watching it again, like back to back, no breaks. And like that was okay, but it was a little annoying. And I just like I did not want to have to wait another two hours. I was so annoyed with the movie theater they didn't give a fuck but i was just like it was frustrating i can't believe they didn't care about you jake they didn't care gotcha all right well we'll call it there folks uh episode 166 is in the bag we will be back next week with a full review that's a new word i just made up a full review and breakdown of it chapter two and uh hopefully we'll have some more uh ghostbusters news to talk about over the next couple of uh weeks uh, anything else before we sign off? Nope, that's it. No. All right. For Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.